the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tired of the negative news and flashover substance? It's time for Today with Dr. Wendy. Dr. Wendy Patrick is a trial attorney, patriot, and Ph.D. with a passion for people and a penchant for politics. Dr. Wendy brings you the headlines, streamlined, news you can use. It's time to be informed, engaged, and entertained. Now, here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Today with Dr. Wendy. I am off today and Larry Dersham is going to carry this show by himself, but he has some amazing content for you. Larry, take it away. Uh, Thank you, Wendy. Grover Norquist is president of Americans for Tax Reform, or ATR for short, which is a taxpayer advocacy group he founded in 1985 at President Reagan's request. He and his organization have built a coalition of interest groups that have had and continue to have a profound influence on the Republican Party policy. The New York Times calls Mr. Norquist the high priest of Republican tax cutting, and famed TV journalist John Stossel has stated that no one in modern times has fought harder to shrink the state than Grover Norquist. So thank you for joining us today, Grover. Good to be with you. In 1994, you teamed up with Representative Newt Gingrich to develop a contract with America, which was a concise blueprint of the Republicans' legislative goals that was seen as a key factor in the party's resounding success in the 1994 midterm elections that resulted in Republicans gaining 54 House seats and nine U.S. Senate seats that actually flipped both chambers. If the Republicans retake the House this November, do you think our nation needs another contract to reverse what some would say are the reckless spending policies of the left. Absolutely. And Kevin McCarthy, who would become the speaker uh, together, have put forward a very good agenda. It's a rather uh, about 10 major zones, but basically all of the Trump Republican tax cuts need to be made permanent. Other tax cuts need to be added so people can save for the future and not have their money uh, taxed away efforts to give school choice to more children, eventually all children at all times, taking it seriously to take the fight against crime, to reduce uh, crime in the United States, to make America, as people say, energy dominant again, where we're producing so much energy that we don't have to worry the way Germany's scared whenever Russia hiccups, because maybe Russia won't let them have enough natural gas to get through the winter. Just a few years ago, we could have laughed at the rest of the world about that. Now, because of what Biden and the Democrats are doing, we're back to importing uh, energy, natural gas and oil. This is very, very dangerous, can be turned around. The the Republicans and President Trump turned around very quickly uh, after the last election. Grover, your organization, Americans for Tax Reform, opposes all tax increases as a matter of principle. So... 
How is the Biden administration doing so far regarding taxation since they took control on January 20, 2021? They're doing bad on two fronts. The first is uh, stock markets hitting historic lows uh, in, in recent history. Uh, we have inflation at eight and a half percent. The average American is poorer today than when Biden was elected because the inflation is higher than any pay increase they got in the last year. They're also seeing their 401k or individual retirement account, their life savings collapsing before their eyes, uh, worth less than it was just a few years ago. You're supposed to be accumulating your life savings for when you retire. Biden's making them smaller and smaller as his tax and spending and regulatory and anti-energy policies have all continued. So uh, Biden's policies have hurt the American worker, have hurt American consumers, have hurt people trying to use energy in their homes. But also he's undermined our democracy because he lied his way into office. He said to the American people, and the one promise he's made more than any other promise when he was running, no American, no American who earned less than $400,000 would see a penny of tax increases. And in the most recent tax increases he put forward, there are taxes on coal, taxes on natural gas, taxes on crude oil, all the things people use for energy. They're taxes that will reduce the value of your 401k and IRA. That's already having some damage. So he's taxing all Americans at all levels. He said he wouldn't, but he did. Yeah, it's so interesting how they do that. It's like they say, let's tax the the big money makers, the corporations, but not putting out the fact that, yeah, they're going to pass that along to consumers. So when they tax the corporations, we're going to feel it in our pocket uh, books or by lower wages, right? Yes. Economists will tell you, that about 70% of the corporate income tax is paid by workers with lower wages. Why? Because if you go to a company and say, we're taking a million dollars from you, you have to ask, what were they doing before you took the million? Well, that's 70% of what companies spend is on wages. And so if you're going to spend 70, a million less, 70% of that comes from wages and about 30% comes from higher prices on everyone. Uh, The only the reason why politicians love the corporate income tax is it hides that consumers and workers pay it. And somebody thinks some guy named General Motors is paying these taxes. He's not. He doesn't exist. Oh, 100 percent. Is it true the newly passed Inflation Reduction Act may provoke a trade war with our allies? For example, I've heard that the IRA, for short, uh, offers tax credits of up to $7,500 for buyers of electric vehicles, but only if those vehicles are assembled in North America, which is not making South Korea happy and some of the other producers of, uh, of automobiles that, that are sold here. So could this have an effect on the trade war or cause oh, a trade war? Absolutely. One of the things that Biden's doing it's getting us back into the business. We don't want other countries require saying Americans can't sell things to them because they can only buy it from themselves. And they don't want us doing it back. But what Biden is doing is in this case, he's uh, trying to get trying to force you to do green things, but then also not at the lowest price, but with unionized work. I mean, they actually went in and said you have to hire union people to do certain work, which means you have to pay them more than you 
than somebody else, a, a more nimble, smaller company might pay. Uh, Biden has really violated a lot of the norms of what works and what doesn't work historically. Uh, and I'm not sure it's all legal. Wow. Now, I know that you're uh, having government officials take pledges, uh, actually at the federal level, and now you're actually going to the states, and even maybe down to the local level. Is that true? What, what does that pledge say, and how many people are signing it? Certainly. At the national level, in Congress, President Trump signed the pledge, President Reagan signed the pledge, uh, both Bushes and McCain and Romney all signed the pledge. They said, I will veto any tax increase, period. Congressmen and senators, more than 90% of the Republicans in the House and Senate, have signed a written pledge, I'll never vote for a tax increase. I will vote against, I will work against and vote against any effort to raise taxes. Uh, and since the Republicans captured the House and Senate, as you pointed out earlier, in, in uh, uh, 1994, as long as the Republicans had the House or the Senate, no tax increase has passed. We haven't had a Republican government raise taxes since 1990 when Bush did, and then he lost the presidency. Wow. So since the Republicans became the party that would never raise your taxes, that's 1994, the Republicans have held the House and the Senate 60% of the time. So it's made all the difference in the world. When the Republicans might raise your taxes, they almost never ran Congress for the 62 years from 1932 to 1994. Uh, since the Republicans became the party that will never raise your taxes, they govern in Washington half the time or more, 60%. Uh, percent. Now, a 1,000 state legislators have taken the pledge. We just got another 100 state legislators in uh, New Hampshire signed the pledge, two-thirds of the House members in uh, uh, Maine. So we're getting a lot of state legislators. Almost all the Republican governors have signed the pledge never to raise taxes. Uh, and we're getting towards a majority of Republicans in the House and the Senate. We're now talking to a lot of mayors, school board members, city council members, trying to get them to take the pledge. I understand that with uh, this recent bill, there's about $80 billion set aside for the IRS, and they're thinking about, or have already maybe decided, they're going to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. Is that something we need to worry about, or the middle class? Yes, very much. Uh, Biden wants to put uh, $80 billion into the IRS. This is an IRS, by the way, that has leaked the private donations of conservatives so they could be attacked uh, by, by mobs. Uh, they have leaked the uh, audits and the tax returns of Americans, thousands and thousands over a 10 year period, handed to a left wing group to basically blackmail people with. Uh, nobody's been punished at the IRS for illegally, it's a five year go to jail crime, giving your private data to your enemy so it can be used against you. Uh, this is a very serious problem, of course, during when the Tea Party movement started up. Uh, for a three-year period, only one conservative group in the whole country actually got their tax status, which means you can't set up an office, you can't uh, have a, a checking account, wow. a bank account. Um, that's how they destroyed the Tea Party movement from the IRS strangling it. 100% of the campaign contribution dollars that go to political parties by the IRS members go to Democrats. 100%, oh 100%, goodness. a one-party IRS. We're getting really short on time, unfortunately. I could go on for hours with you, but how do people reach your website? Sure. Uh, ATR, Americans for Tax Reform, ATR.org. I tweet at Grover Norquist. 
Uh, and if you text at us the word pledge, as in taxpayer protection pledge, to 5446, 5446, tax the word pledge. We will send you every week or so what's going on. No fundraising, just here's what's happening in tax world and here's how you can help. Perfect. Thank you so much. That was wonderful. Good to be with you. Thank you so much. Thank you. News cycle lowlights have no place here. You're listening to the headline highlights on Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. It's time for more news you can use. The headlines streamline. It's time for more Today with Dr. Wendy. Now here's your host, Dr. Wendy Patrick. Welcome back to the show. Dr. Wendy Patrick is not here today. She's off on assignment. So this is Larry Dershman, the co-host, and I will be with you this second half. But we are so privileged to have with us today Esther Valdez Clayton. She is the principal attorney at Valdez and Associates located in San Diego, California, and a political and immigration analyst for KUSI News, Fox News, Newsmax, and Telemundo, as well as many other media outlets. So thank you uh, for being with us this evening, Esther. Oh, thank you, Larry. It's such a pleasure always to be on and to be able to discuss a lot of matters that a lot of us talk about the dinner table and never get a chance to really talk about it as a community. Exactly. And we're going to be talking about a sensitive issue tonight, folks. And I just want to let you know ahead of time that uh, uh, we're not in judgment of anybody. We're going to be talking about the Prop 1, which has to do with abortion. And I am not condemning anybody. We just wanted to stop going forward. And that's what we're trying to do. So, Esther, Prop 1 or Proposition 1 is on the ballot at the California election uh, this November 2022. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about Prop 1, what it is? Well, I'll do something even better. I'll share my own connection to Prop 1. Um, In 1998, when I was a law school student, I did have an unplanned pregnancy. And thank you for saying that you're not judging anybody who's had an abortion or is considering an abortion When I went to the abortion clinic to abort my unknown daughter at that time, you know, I was basically told I was uh, too poor. I was unable to support a child, so the the best option was to abort it. Uh, I ended up keeping my daughter because I realized she was alive. She was worth fighting for. Um, And it changed my heart, changed my life. My daughter's now 24 years old, uh, graduated. But I never forgot that message of Planned Parenthood, that message of hopelessness. And what Prop 1 really does is, number one, it changes the California Constitution to forever ratify abortion as a legal right. As we know, the Supreme Court sent it back to the states. So now they want to amend our Constitution. But the most sinister part of this is, and it's kind of unsaid there, but it is in the intent of the law, is that it would allow women to kill their children via abortion up to the day that the child is about to be born. And yes, you heard it correctly, up to the time of birth. You don't have to be anti-abortion. You don't have to be just a pro-life. You can be pro-choice and just say, you know what, this is a little too extreme. That is a developed child. And that's what we just want to call attention to, the fact that it is a child, it has a right to life, and that we as Californians, we have a duty and a moral obligation 
to protect life. And one of the ways they do this that is really harmful, Larry, and one of the ways I got involved um, with a local organization, with a California organization, we're spreading the word because one of the ways they justify all of these extreme abortion measures is because black and Latino women like myself, they need it. They want it. They can't afford to raise children. Well, I ended up being able to do it without her father's help at all or his presence at all. It wasn't my choice that he not be in our lives, but he walked out. So what choice did I have but to raise that child? And God was with me. God helped me. And yes, yes. like we say in Spanish, si se puede. Yes, you can. You can raise a child. It, death doesn't have to be an option for poor women. Do we want a California where just the rich have children? Do we want a California where just wealthy children deserve to live and the poor, the impoverished, um, people that are not socially desirable in the world's eyes um, are aborted? I don't want to live in a state like that. So, yes, I'm vigorously defending life and vigorously doing advocacy everywhere I go. I just attended a parent uh, pastor's conference. Over 30 congregations of Latino, large megachurch congregations were there committed to defending their communities, especially when we see what happened to the African-American community. Yes. Um, they've been decimated. And if you just look at the figures, those of you in front of a computer, look at what the African-American population was like at, in 1973 when Roe v. Wade was legalized. They were about 60 percent of the American population. By now, they're 12 percent. Wow. In 2022, they're 12 percent simply because Latinos overtook the black population in 47 years by virtue of births and immigration. That in some metropolitan states, blacks, there are more abortions than living children that are born in the black community, such as in New York City and large metropolitan cities. And now they're focusing in on Latinos. They're over, they're over, in a lot of circles, we're overpopulated, we're overrepresented in prisons and social programs. They consider us a social burden. So why don't we offer them more abortion solutions, they say. And um, it is offensive on many levels. But again, you can be pro-choice and also say, this is extreme. We need to defend children who are about to be born, and we need to protect them from dying the day they're destined to be born. Exactly. And just so I, uh, people are clear on this, I think under existing California law, it restricts abortion or allows abortion up to the age of viability, which is usually about 24 weeks, unless the doctor determines that it's necessary to protect the life or health of the mother. But as Esther pointed out, with this going into the Constitution, if it happens, I pray that it doesn't, it will allow uh, an abortion to occur all the way up to the moment of birth. So, yeah, and what's so interesting, Esther, is I, I study this a little bit. Margaret Sanger, who basically you know, started Planned Parenthood, was basically a eugenicist, and I understand that she basically wanted to eliminate certain races, or at least to greatly limit them, and that was one of her um, goals doing this. And I've noticed, or I've heard, that they put a lot of these clinics in uh, economically challenged neighborhoods, I would say, that basically over-represent or target the minority communities. Is that? Am I close to being correct on that? And you are factually correct. That's, and you can verify these facts if you look at the uh, Kaiser Foundation website. Uh, ver the Guttmacher Institute also tracks 
Where are Planned Parenthood clinics, uh, the abortion clinics located? Over 70% are in minority neighborhoods. Going back to your point on Margaret Sanger, she was a eugenicist. Yes. Uh, she wanted to promote abortion to eliminate what she thought of as undesirables at that time. It was African Americans. If you don't believe this, this is also cited in the Dobbs decision. It is part of the footnotes that the Supreme Court noted that uh, abortion has unfairly and disproportionately attacked black communities. And now Latinos are the new blacks because of uh, our our population, because we are mostly low income, hardworking, achieving, striving people. But um, as immigrants, we come in. Sometimes most of us are impoverished. So now they're offering free access to abortion as well. And again, there are racial origins and there are racial implications to abortion. So, yes, you are correct. In fact, if you look at the Kaiser Foundation um, website, they see, uh, they note what percentage of races are most impacted by abortion. California refuses to report that. But what we do know, if you also look at who's funding Prop 1, illogically, Larry, the two, one of the, uh, the two largest organizations that are funding this are the California Teachers Association wow. and another teachers union as well. Um, I don't understand it. I did write to them. I have not received a response as to why they're giving over $100,000 each to defend Prop 1 and make sure that it permanently ratifies the right to kill a child up to the day of birth. Wow, that doesn't want to love children. Why don't they fight for them from birth all the way to school? Exactly. It does not make sense at all. And I have a lot more questions for you, but just so we don't run out of time first. So on Prop 1, we want to vote no on that in November, right? Is that what we want to vote on? No? That is correct. Okay. If you so choose to, it's a vote no on Prop 1. It's just too extreme. Exactly. Now, and, and also before we run out of time, and I do have more questions for you, uh, do you want to say that in Spanish if it, for our Spanish listener, listeners? Just kind of say vote no, on, or if you choose to, vote no on, on Prop 1 and what it is just briefly. Could you do that? Si nos están escuchando ahorita, habla la abogada Esther Valdez y les estoy preguntando que por favor revisen la propuesta 1 que es para ratificar el derecho al aborto hasta el día que va a nacer el niño y por favor defiendan la vida y voten no en la propuesta 1. Thanks Larry. Oh, that's wonderful uh, Esther. Yeah, yeah so so really quickly too um I understand there's this AB 2223 and basically what it does is person shall not be subject to civil or criminal liability based on their actions or omissions respecting pregnancy including abortion and even perinatal situations uh, 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 perinatal death due to a pregnancy so if a woman is on drugs and the baby's born and say it's like a week old or something i understand if that's and it's on the governor's desk right now that would allow basically that that little baby to die even though he's born and healthy if i'm understanding and we only have about a minute left and i apologize we need more time on this but is that your understanding on this ab2223 for 30 days after the child's born law enforcement will not investigate it as a crime if that child appears to be dead and again Prop 1 is vital because it's the cornerstone to allowing all of these other extreme abortion measures 
to go forward in California. Again, the appeal is please vote no and spread the word. Oh, fantastic. You are fabulous, Esther. I so appreciate what you're doing. We totally support uh, what you're doing, and you really enlightened us greatly on this issue. So get out and vote, folks. If you're not rich, you're welcome. Okay. Perfect. Okay, so anyhow, Wendy will be back next week, and we are looking forward to another broadcast uh, with interesting guests, interesting topics, and have a wonderful rest of the weekend, and may God richly bless you. Thank you for joining us for Today with Dr. Wendy. You can learn more about Dr. Wendy and how to become a guest or sponsor of the show by visiting wendypatrickphd.com. That's wendypatrickphd.com. Tune in every week at this same time as Dr. Wendy will engage and inspire you with an upbeat viewpoint on the highlights of the day. This has been Today with Dr. Wendy on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.